Hello and welcome to Caps Lock Mini, a podcast dedicated to the first generation BMW Mini. In this episode, we're going to have a look at introducing ourselves and what on earth this podcast is all about. Let's get going. My name is James and I'm a massive Mini enthusiast from a very young age and I cannot wait to get going with chatting about Minis. With me, my co-host is... Yeah, I'm Martin Collins. Um, I'm ex-editor of uh, Modern Mini, Mini World. I was a contributing editor on uh, Performance Mini and just a massive, like James, massive supporter of the brand um, since my first car, which was a classic Mini, really. Same here. The good memories. Although Mm. I think mine was Wide Wheels, which in hindsight was a mistake. Well, you know, I started, I, I, you know, 13s, there was, it was always a bit of an issue there, but we can go into that, we can talk about that in the story, really. I mean, I mean, should we just shoot the breeze and start off from, from here? Well, I mean, I can fill you in on my start. I think we both, we can and go back and forth. But um, my mm, start mm. was all probably around 16 when I was given a 1977 classic Mini 1000, which I knew the car, actually. It was quite an amusing story because it was... Um, it was a car I actually washed when I was about three years old. Anyway, it had fallen into disrepair, owned by two separate owners. And of course, what are you gonna what are you gonna do when you're like sixteen, seventeen? You want something cool, don't you? So I mean, mm-hmm. it, the thousand cc rapidly became a Cooper lookalike in time for my sort of seventeenth birthday. Mad wheels, suspension, the lot, and uh, yeah, kind of went from there. But what about yours? You sounded like you had an even better start. You were on well, I don't know. You're a sport pack, weren't you, for the for, for starting off? You're right, I was a sport pack. I was a 97 MPI. Uh, I later discovered that car was 13th MPI off the line. So, should I have kept it? No, probably not. Um, offered a Vauxhall Corsa, did not take it. Wasted all my savings on this on this little Cooper sports pack. So it had the Monaco half leather, half cloth. You know the one, cream and black. Yeah. 13 by seven sport pack wheels. And it was weird spec in that it had wood and, pick, wood and picket electric windows. Wood so, and picket uh, electric windows. There you go. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, unusual car sport pack. As I say, I mean, I always wanted a Cooper after that. And, you know, it took me a couple of more years. That and always wanted uh, something from, you know, managed to get to John Cooper garages a couple of times. Always. Oh, lucky. Dreamt, you know, I got to interview the man himself as well, which was very lucky, and got to go in his single, um, sorry, his, yeah, his single point fuel injector and SI in white and black. My mind was white mm. and black, but it was only ever a thousand. But I loved it. And, you know, you, you, know, you talk to any of my mini club buddies at the time, and they always used to joke how bad it was at, ref- at, at um, reliability, which it was. <laughs> and then um, I went to university um, and got a student loan and decided in my second year I was going to drive in and out. And I really wanted, all my, two of my friends had Rover Coopers. And I was like, oh, I really want a Rover Cooper. And uh, ended up with um, a 90 RSP with a John Cooper Works S back oh, on it. Very nice. It was nice. Unfortunately, I did buy at the cheaper end of the spectrum, so it had its issues as well. So, which I only found out when I rebuilt the car and got it ready for the. I did the Italian job in two thousand and one, so oh, wow. even more relevant to our new mini story. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, I love that car, and it's the only mini so far that's really hurt to get rid of. 
Yeah. Um, and I had the option to drive. Friends of mine moved into Sport Pack, and I drove a couple for work towards the end of Rover's tenure of mini ownership, mini brand ownership, as it were. Um, for me, I love the way they look. I'm less keen on the way they drive, but that's yeah, that's, that's that's the way. Yeah, the skinny yeah. wheels are definitely the uh, the better driving, more balanced car, less unsprung weight. Well, I the thing... did learn a lot in my in my mini though. I learned yeah. a lot about lift off oversteer. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that it, Rover never ever changed any of the suspension settings or anything from the twelve inch wheel car for the thirteen. So you're always up against it, mm. and it used to eat front suspension. A mate of mine had a very early car like yours. And he went for a thirteen i uh, single point to a sport pack twin point, and he had no end of issues with eating engine mounts and other bits and bobs. You know, they just weren't built really for that. They were good to look at, but you know, and I mean, if we look at it in the wider picture of our sort of looking at the mini brand itself, it, it was a good time for mini ninety seven yeah. to two thousand and well two thousand. You know, it was big changed there was some more love for mini it was loads of bits available there's more personalization which was all leading clever leading in to the new car coming along in 2001 i mean i can, I can remember sorry i can also remember the uh that orange brochure with the yes. tt blue front end on it oh it was nice with a nice blue leather interior as yes, well Oof. yes <laughs> I was always an or um they did a what was it? I forget what it was called now the orange you know the metallic orange but volcano volcano orange love that mm. color a um, name which has come up again under F56 I believe yes it has and uh, a similar sort of color perhaps not as bright for the BMW version but um mm. no metallic but yeah and then you know scrolling forward you know it was like um you know moving on to I remember 97 when it was revealed, the car was revealed, rushing to buy a copy of... I was doing a temp job and rushing to pick up a, a copy of Auto Car with it on the cover. And um, just being like, love it, but I don't think I'm going to be able to afford it. It's going to be like BMW levels of money. I remember talking that with that with friends, you know. I mean, I don't know what you thought. I mean, how did, how was he, how did your ownership sort of change over the years as well? So for me, 01, it was all about sports pack. I loved him because I was, what, 14. So couldn't drive a couple of years off yet. So my avenue was always my mum. I was like, mum, you need a new car. Let's get you a mini. And I had had the, the um, I hadn't got the sports pack at that point. And I just really, really wanted my mum to get one. So we, I was following it closely. And I remember it being in the Sun newspaper. I remember it being obviously on Top Gear. And then just reading the press about it. Because I wasn't even using the internet properly then to, to research. Um, it all felt very much magazine driven for me. Uh, yeah. And I remember that Monte Carlo concept they did, yeah. which uh, I think was more Rover-driven. It and was. I just, I just absolutely loved it when the R50 was revealed. MGF-based, that as well. Mind you, yeah. the, the, it gets odder as well, because if you read all the hype as well about the, uh, the car, obviously the debut car, the red and white car that was debuted, was more Fiat than Mini. Mm being a punto underneath. I mean, it went from there. I mean, I was 
I was absolutely obsessed with classic minis, you know, loved it. But, you know, one of the bonuses, I always wanted to write about cars. I can remember thinking to myself, you know, it's a good time to get into writing about cars around 2000, 2001, because the ultimate goal was to get a go in the, in the new car, you know. It was nice. like, oh, to get an access to, to one of those cars is, is going to be awesome. Unfortunately, I, I mean... I saw the car, I don't know whether you did as well, but I was at Silverstone for the party and I saw it there and bought my little tiddly model of it then and I was quite keen, you know. Um, and then it all sort of went a bit quiet, obviously, with the Rover separation from BMW and everything else. And, um, you know, it was all changed around. And, you know, 2001 was, as I say, I was living in London at the time. My Mini wasn't with me. It was it was back at home. But... Uh, I can remember the hype on the build-up to that, you know, the the build-up to the launch. I mean, I was lucky enough to have access to various different press cars at the time. I remember going around London, nicking, um, stealing, I should, probably shouldn't admit this, because it's probably not right, but stealing advertising, <laughs> early advertising hoardings off of, like, you know, the sides and loading them, having a press car and shoving them in the back of the car and driving them home and having loads in our flat. I've still got a couple in the garage, actually. Mm, I'm um, jealous. Yeah, well, it was, it was an interesting time, but for me, it was just like, you know, when it came along, launched, uh, well, it was all, the build-up was immense. I mean, I really wanted to get to Perugia for the international launch of the R50, because that was the big thing, and it seems like lots of people did, but I was still starting out, and the title I was working for, we weren't really getting a lot of, you know, I was working for Parker's Car Price guys at the time, and then we weren't getting a lot of sort of international launch or stuff like that. So I was befriending the mini head of mini press in the UK, a guy called Mark Harrison, and I did my best to befriend him. And um, he eventually relented and let me come on the UK launch, which was based in central London, which was long before the wonder of congestion charge, making things mm. far more difficult and everything else. And is this the fabled treasure hunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've probably told you this before then. Have I? Yeah, but yeah, it was. It started there. But, I mean, there was much more to it that. I, I remember feeling feeling a bit surprised really it was London's a Brighton weekend the weekend before and feeling the sort of um pressure from like classic mini owners and the general sort of dislike perhaps not knowing you know from them and general sort of not not liking it sort of thing and um but yeah um I mean it was the first time I'd experienced car I was walking out of Liverpool Street Station seeing all YBL and OBLs lined up along outside the metro, I think it's no longer called the Metropolitan Hotel, but um, lined up on the streets and people just—it was a lovely day and people just staring at them. Do you know what I mean? And it was. But what was your first experience? Well, I reckon it was a friend of mine at school, Jamie, his mum, silver and black Cooper, which when I think about it now would have been an OBL, and so we know the fit spec of that, which is great, but. Uh, Now's probably a quite good time, a good point time to, to land yeah, episode one. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Caps Lock Mini. More mini adventures next time.